cardiac section 3 22 of 23 carotid endarterectomy and carotid angioplasty stenting patients with carotid stenosis are at higher risk of transient ischemic attack or stroke in symptomatic patients carotid endarterectomy significantly reduces stroke risk when the degree of carotid stenosis exceeds 70 percent amaurosis fuga or amaurosis fugax is blindness in one eye it is a sign of impending stroke. Emboli travel from the internal carotid artery to the ophthalmic artery. This impairs perfusion of the optic nerve and causes retinal dysfunction. It occurs in 25% of patients with high-grade stenosis. Type of anesthesia. Carotid endarterectomy can be performed under regional or general anesthesia. While neither method is superior over the other, you should understand the relative merits of both. Regional anesthesia techniques, local infiltration, superficial cervical plexus block C2 to C4, deep cervical plexus block C2 to C4. Mm. Um, I think this is wrong. I think the deep cervical plexus block is C3, 4, and 5. Um, awake patient is the best monitor of neurostatus. Risk of ipsilateral phrenic nerve block dyspnea due to paralysis of the hemidiaphragm caution if severe COPD. General anesthesia, it does not require patient cooperation. You have a controlled airway. There's ability to administer agents that reduce cerebral metabolic rate and may require monitors of cerebral blood flow. Monitoring cerebral perfusion and neurologic integrity. Awake patient, this is the best method to assess cerebral perfusion and neurologic integrity. EEG monitors cortical electrical function, does not detect subcortical problems. Risk of cerebral hypoperfusion with loss of amplitude, decreased beta wave activity, and or appearance of slow wave activity. High incidence of false negative possible causes include increased frequency. The things that can cause increased frequency includes mild hypercarbia, early hypoxia, seizure activity, ketamine, nitrous, light anesthesia. Things that can cause decreased frequency are extreme hypercarbia, hypoxia, cerebral ischemia, hypothermia, anesthetic overdose, and opioids. Cerebral oximetry uses near-infrared spectroscopy to monitor cerebral oxygen saturation in the frontal lobe. Cerebral perfusion is at risk when, um, when cerebral oxygen saturation is reduced greater than 25% from baseline. Transcranial Doppler, assessment of continuous blood flow velocity in the middle cerebral artery. This is where most emboli lodge. May indicate when a shot should be placed. SSEP, it monitors sensory pathways only. Requires light plane of general anesthesia as volatile agents decrease amplitude and increase latency, both of which can mirror ischemia. Key considerations. Head rotation, head flexion, and head extension can compress the carotid or vertebral arteries. This can reduce cerebral perfusion. Hyperglycemia the day of surgery greater than 200 mg per deciliter has been associated with an increased risk of stroke and death. Therefore, hyperglycemia should be treated with insulin and glucose-containing solutions avoided. Normocapnia or mild hypocapnia should be maintained. The cerebral vessels distal to the point of stenosis may be maximally dilated since hypercarbia dilates all of the cerebral vessels it can create a steel phenomena by shunting blood away from the hypoperfused cerebral tissues 
Carotid cross clamp. After the carotid artery is cross clamped, ipsilateral cerebral perfusion relies on collateral flow from the circle of Willis. Cerebral perfusion pressure is equal to MAP minus CVP or ICP, whichever is higher. During cross clamping, maintain blood pressure normal or slightly elevated. We do this because blood vessels in ischemic regions of the brain are maximally vasodilated, loss of autoregulation. Said another way, perfusion to these regions is pressure dependent. Actions give phenylephrine and reduce anesthetic depth. After cl cross clamping, reduce blood pressure less than 145 mmHg. Um, hypertension is equal to reperfusion, injury is equal to cerebral edema. Agents to use vasodilators or labetalol. Stump pressure monitors perfusion pressure in the carotid artery on the operative side. Risk of cerebral hypoperfusion if less than 40 mmHg. A shunt placed distal to the carotid cross clamp increases cerebral perfusion. Shunt placement increases risk of embolic stroke. Some surgeons do not routinely use shunts and may employ cerebral perfusion monitors to guide this decision. Post-operative considerations. Hematoma at the surgical site can compromise airway patency. This is an airway emergency. A cricothyroidotomy or tracheostomy may be required. If the surgeon isn't available, you will need to remove the sutures and decompress the wound. Recurrent laryngeal nerve injury. The ipsilateral recurrent laryngeal nerve may be injured during carotid endarterectomy. Remember that recurrent laryngeal nerve innervates all of the intrinsic laryngeal muscles except for the cricothyroid muscle. Unilateral injury paralyzes the ipsilateral vocal cords and may result in hoarseness and inspiratory strider. Hemodynamic instability. Exposing the previously covered baroreceptors alters their sensitivity. Hyper and hypotension are common, but hypertension is more common. Both usually subside within 24 hours. Hypertension can lead to reperfusion injury, cerebral edema, and hematoma at the surgical site. Hypotension can reduce cerebral perfusion pressure. Postoperative stroke is usually the result of an embolic phenomena, not hypotension or hyperperfusion. Carotid denervation. Carotid body denervation reduces the ventilator response to hypoxia. This is a problem in the patient with a history of bilateral carotid endarterectomy. Carotid artery angioplasty stenting. Carotid angio artery angioplasty stenting uses percutaneous transvascular access to pass the stent into the carotid artery. Anticoagulation is maintained with heparin 50 to 100 units per kilogram to maintain ACT greater than 250 to 300 seconds. Balloon inflation can activate the baroreceptor response, leading to bradycardia and hypotension. Pretreatment with atropine or glycopyrrolate can attenuate this response. The most common complication is thromboembolic stroke, as atherosclerotic debris lodges in the cerebral vasculature. A distal protection filter placed beyond the angioplasty balloon will catch most of the debris. Embolic stroke is treated with recombinant tissue plasminogen activator.